are a full service pastor. A full service pastor. I was setting up the podcast and you were kind enough to bring me a cup of coffee. But did you catch, you had your uh, earplugs in so you didn't hear me. As I came walking in with a cup of coffee, I was singing uh, my Lord and Master from King and I. <laughs> no, I, I didn't catch that. You didn't that. catch that. I was doing a little sound checkeroo here. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the 23 Podcast. Michael here with my Lord and Master. No, just no, the I'd opposite. Be, You're I'd the be. Lord and Master. I was I was serving Michael. This is Father Herb. My middle name is Service. Well, so uh, my middle name is Service. <laughs> Francis and service don't even rhyme. It's yeah. not even close. Hey, um, we're thawing out because we just loaded up the uh, truck. Well, we had two truckfuls, one truck, but it was filled twice this morning with all the wonderful, wonderful food that people brought over the weekend. Yes. It was greater than Thanksgiving uh, drive, much more. Uh, I thought you were going to talk about thanksgiving dinner no i, well, I don't know I, I still haven't had my thanksgiving dinner <laughs> he's uh, still waiting i yeah it was wonderful great response if you want to see pictures actually we posted them on facebook and instagram on the parish social media so people you, are so generous and i think the reason we wanted to do this for valentine's weekend is because a lot of reasons one is because the need is great yeah. number two is we have a need to give and number three is over the years we have developed Valentine's Day is a charity day here at the parish. A lot of times if people will remember we've had spaghetti dinners with the kids. Yeah. And they raised an, enough money that they in turn uh, do the program called uh, Kids Against Hunger. Where sure. they, they prepare these uh, uh, freeze-dried or dehydrated meals that are used in developing nations. They usually put together about s enough food to serve 70 thousand meals and then incredible yeah but anyway so it we couldn't do the the spaghetti dinner so we did this instead i think there were just alone seventy thousand boxes of macaroni and cheese that we i know wasn't today. that great yeah <laughs> it was cool but you know i i found myself thinking um about the people that this food will nourish and that in some ways is powerful because you don't know them you don't know the faces you don't know the names you don't know if they're elderly or parents or children or, or whoever they may be, you know, everyone has a story. Um, but that the people of this church are nourishing others, um, sometimes spiritually, sometimes physically. And I was very struck by, you know, moving this food that this is not the, that truck is not the end of this journey. Right? And here's another interesting thing. What? This took place the weekend before Ash Wednesday. So besides being Valentine's Day this year, it is also yeah. our version of Mardi Gras. And Mardi Gras traditionally was uh, literally fat, literally fat Tuesday as a day to, okay, get rid of all that extra food in your house sure. so that you can start uh, a, a Lenten, uh, uh, a Lenten fast yeah. to do it well. But over the years, it's sort of become sort of uh, self ingratiating, like almost he hedonism. So we're kind of turning it around and saying, no, let's let's think about other people, not just for ourselves. I saw those delicious cookies you set out in the um, common area in the office today. Those are those Churchill's cookies are some of my. Are favorites. they Churchill's? I don't know. Oh, they're yeah. they're very good, but they're it's very good. too much for me to eat by myself. So I want to share with the least of my brothers and sisters, what? A.K.A. 
staff. You are so kind. The coffee, the cookie. Wow, I should actually be having one of those. <laughs> okay, my coffee. lord and master. <laughs> All right. Let's let's talk about Sunday because we are entering Lent. Yes. And just to be clear, we're recording on Monday this week because we have no idea what's happening on Tuesday this week. We may be snowbound the rest of the week, but we are recording because some things must go through. The podcast the must podcast go on. The podcast will be on. I've already posted my midweek meditation for Wednesday morning. Wow. And uh, and you already had Sunday Mass. We're already a week ahead. Yeah, uh, I've got my homily finished for this coming Sunday. Do you really? No. Oh, I was going to say that. I've got, actually, I've got a lot of it put together. Do you have Ash Wednesday finished? Well, sort of. You're getting there. you got I'm, time. I've got time. Yeah. Okay, uh, we're going to read the gospel, but before we do, we're still, we're stepping out of ordinary time. Yep. After Christmas, we started ordinary time, the year of Mark, and we started with chapter one. You know, let's start at the very, be- very beginning, a very good place to start. Indeed. So chapter one. But then when we get into Lent, we kind of disregard uh, ordinary time, and yet nonetheless, nonetheless... Can you believe this? Uh, the first reading of Lent, the first Sunday, is still from chapter one of Mark's gospel. Now, those of you that are listening, you should not be surprised by this if you're faithful listeners, because we've discussed this for the last three weeks. Well, chapter one of Mark is my new favorite chapter. Your new, fa- well, for this week. For this week, yeah. I have a <laughs> lot of favorites in scripture. But here's the interesting thing go back, go back to January 24th, which is about four weeks back. Yeah. Not quite. Yes, it will be by this weekend. Chapter uh, chapter one of Mark's gospel. It starts off that John had, after John had been arrested, Jesus came and proclaimed, this is the time of fulfillment. The kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. Mm-hmm. Guess what? That same line gets used again this coming Sunday. It's back. It's back, but it's also... It's the end of the passage instead of the beginning of the passage because Michael's going to read the first part. It's very short. Very short. That's why I let him read it. And then I will read the line I just read. You know that it's at my reading level. Yeah, small words. <laughs> All right, Mark. And chap- here's Michael. Mark chapter 1. It's verses 12 to 15. The Spirit drove Jesus out into the desert, and he remained in the desert for 40 days, tempted by Satan. He was among wild beasts. And the angels ministered to him. After John had been arrested, Jesus came to Galilee proclaiming the gospel of God. This is the time of fulfillment. The kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. So for Ash Wednesday, when we put ashes on people's foreheads, which we're not going to (laughs) do this year, but when we give people ashes, yeah. Before that, there's usually two phrases you can use. One is, remember you are dust, and into dust you shall return. Mm -hmm. The other one, which I know I will use at the Masses I have, repent and believe in the gospel, is from this passage. And because of COVID, we're not putting ashes from one person's forehead to the next, to the next, to the next. Rather, we will say once over everybody, repent and believe in the gospel. And then as people come up... uh, in a line, we take a little bit of ashes and just sprinkle it on their head. You know what's interesting, and I, I'm not saying this as a complaint, so don't take it that way. It's occurring to me like all the little things that we're not doing over the last year and now like with Ash Wednesday being different, 
what a physical and sensory spirituality and faith we have in the Catholic Church. You know, the... the yes, you're right. I mean, we are... We use uh, symbols. We use signs. We are, we are touchy. We are feely. We are... Uh, <laughs> we have sounds. You know, they always call, talk about uh, bells and smells. Sure. And uh, we have all of that. Yes, I can't wait till the water is running in the baptismal font. And Even the feel and the sound. You can hear the, the water run, but you can also see the flow. I, it just, it, just as you were saying that, it just strikes me as really beautiful. And I, I do, not that I think Ash Wednesday will be any less significant this year. I just think it's a different way of celebrating okay. it. Okay, by, by the time people hear this podcast, Ash It'll Wednesday, be over. We'll have, it, they're going to hear it on Ash Thursday or Ash Friday. <laughs> uh, I, call the, I always call it Ash Wednesday. And then the rest of this week is Ash Thursday, Ash Friday, Ash Saturday. Well, liturgically, it is the Thursday after Ash Wednesday. Yeah, and I the, just it's shorthand. It's much longer to say. Okay, so did you notice the part of the gospel that Michael read is very abbreviated in Matthew's gospel and in Luke's gospel? We hear the whole story that Jesus out, is out in the desert and he's fasting and he's hungry. And then Satan comes and tests him. And there's the three different tests. We read that last year from Matthew. Yeah. Uh, Mark doesn't do that. He just says there's wild beast. And then the angels came and ministered to him. It's actually a wonderful passage in all three. But I like the story, too, some years that we get to hear. Yeah. And so the, the song you're singing is... Oh, this weekend we will sing uh, Into the Desert. Into the Desert. Uh, I, I, I can't help but say this. You know, the Spirit drove Jesus out into the desert. Yeah. What was he driving? Was it four-wheel drive? Oh, my God. I think we hear this joke every year. No, I don't we, I don't know, use this. Oh, you don't? No, but I'm just distracted that I'm distracted by that use of that phrase that drove him into the desert. It was probably four-wheel drive, at least in a snowstorm. Well, no, no if, if it was a lot of sand... <laughs> Here's another song we're singing this week. This is one that we introduced last year during Lent. It was a new song last year, and we're going to reuse it this year. Um, it's called To the Desert, Follow Me. Oh, and, yes, I love that. And yes. the, the refrain for that one is, To the desert, follow me, for I am God who is your hope. And then it repeats, To the desert, follow me. Yeah, To the desert, follow me. Uh, and what's neat about that song is actually it has two different refrains. It has one for Ash Wednesday. So we'll sing the one for Ash Wednesday during the distribution of the ashes. Take these ashes as a sign that from dust you have been raised and to dust you shall return. So we'll sing that. And then the same melody is used in the refrain, the rest of Lent, what I just said, to the desert follow me, for I am God who is your hope. To the desert follow So we're going to sing it on Ash Wednesday and on Sunday? Yeah, so you'll get to hear it twice this, okay. this week. It takes me two or three times to even uh, get the melody, get That's a okay. sense of it. Well, you heard it quite a bit last year, too. Okay, so because the gospel is so short, I want to emphasize not just going into the desert, which I think is a pretty important thing. That's the, the ultimate symbol of Lent. But I think we have to talk about the second part. This is the time of fulfillment. The kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. Okay, with that in mind, I told Michael before we started that today I want to read the first reading because I think the first reading really sets the tone for all of Lent, but it certainly sets the tone for the first Sunday of Lent. So it's, it's much longer. It's from the book of Genesis. And Michael, again, I'm going to let you read the first part, and then I will pick up where it says, and God added. Got it. 
All right, Genesis, this is chapter 9, verses 8 to 15. And it's after the great flood. The, the waters have flooded. Yeah, Noah in, the, Noah in the flood, yeah. God said to Noah and to his sons with him, See, I am now establishing my covenant with you and your descendants after you, and with every living creature that was with you, all the birds and the various tame and wild animals that were with you and came out of the ark. I will establish my covenant with you that never again shall all bodily creatures be destroyed by the waters of a flood. There shall be not another flood to devastate the earth. God added, This is the sign that I am giving for all ages to come of the covenant between me and you and every living creature with you. I set my bow in the clouds to serve as a sign of the covenant between me and the earth. When I bring clouds over the earth and the bow appears in the clouds, I will recall the covenant I have made between me and you and all living beings so that the waters shall never again become a flood to destroy all mortal beings. Now, it's a bow, but that's a shorthand for a rainbow. rainbow. How many rainbow songs can you think of right, right off the top? The Rainbow Connection? Yes. That's it. Oh, there... come on, the most obvious. Oh, Somewhere Over the Rainbow. Right, right. Oh, yeah. man, that would have been embarrassing had I missed and that there, one. And there's one in from, uh, there's a Broadway show, uh, something about rainbow. Um, it's one of the old Lerner and Lowe shows. I'm Googling rainbow songs. Well, isn't that the rainbow connection? Isn't that the opening line? Why are there so many songs about rainbows? Yeah. <laughs> and we can't. And we can't come up with any. Oh, here's a fun fact. There was a rock band named Rainbow. Uh, Casey Musgrave, I think she's like a country singer, has a song named Rainbow these days. Okay. Um, now, what do you think of when you think of Rainbow? Well, really, you know, one of the things that comes to my mind immediately is a story that you've told before, but it was a powerful moment that happened here at the church. It that, happened here at the church, and you're probably, uh, I used it for Easter that one year. The double rainbow. The double rainbow. It was after Mass. We were in Ron Colley Hall. I think it was a Saturday Mass. People had left, but I was still talking to a few people. And somebody, some kid came in yeah, and said, Father, Dad wants you to come out and look. And before I could even ask what that was about, the kid took off and ran back outside. So I started walking to the door. I thought maybe there was a car accident or something. Yeah. And somebody else, an adult, came and said, Come on, Father, you want to see this? So finally, when I got outside, everybody was standing there looking into the east sky. This was after the 5 o'clock mass. Uh -huh. So the sun was coming from the west. And it had and, been storming during Mass. Yeah, it had been storming during Mass, and there was a complete rainbow. It, and how often do you actually see a complete rainbow end from to end, end to end? Oh. But this was also a double rainbow. So inside the other one was a second reflection of the light, and it's in reverse order, if you've ever seen one. Yes. And I remember thinking to myself, not only was this an incredibly beautiful sight, but I also loved the fact that everybody wanted to share it. Yeah. They wanted to share the good news. And that was the theme I used that Easter was like, we've got something better than a rainbow. We want to share it. Now, thinking that of that image that you just uh, brought to mind mm -hmm. and using this passage for the beginning of Lent. So we're not saving it to Easter. Yeah. 
So it's a reminder that Lent is not just a time to feel miserable, <laughs> not just a time to look how awful I am or I still can't get those ashes out of my hair. Uh, Lent is a time of great hope. Yeah. And I believe the first Sunday of Lent, I'm going to preach on hope uh, because, yes, there is a penitential season, but we know the end of the story. We know how it's going to end. It's called resurrection. Uh, we know we're going to make it. Last year, we started Lent very beautifully, mm -hmm. and then Lent went on till about last week. I mean, <laughs> well, yeah, some people have joked that we haven't escaped the feeling of Lent over the last year just because of everything that's been going on. I mean, even, I mean, I think you and I will remember Holy Week and Easter of 2020 for as long as we live as a very weird year. Um, and this year, I think Easter will be even that much more precious, just having people inside the church again on Easter Sunday. It was, it was of course, everything was a little later last year. Uh, Lent began later, but it was also in March, one weekend there were five Sundays, and I think the second Sunday of Lent, we were told, do not have anybody drink from the cup. Do not give the sign of peace. Mm -hmm. The third Sunday of Lent, we were told, uh, the requirement of mass attendance is lifted, so it's optional. And a lot of people took that as an indication that, hey, this is serious. Right. So that really was the first real awakening. Mm -hmm. And then by the following Sunday, you couldn't come to church. So it was it was a step process. It was a several step process. But really it happened very quickly, it felt like. Yeah. Well it was all over all, all within a couple of weeks. Yeah. And suddenly we were shut down. Um I don't know if people felt hopeful. I think they were we were all just sort of lost. And okay, we'll do what we have to do. It's a couple of it might be a month. It might be two months. We don't know how long. Sure. We didn't even know if we be, might be back by Easter, and it turned out we finally were able to have Mass. The first Sunday Mass that was open to people was Pentecost, which is 50 days after Easter. Sure. Well, and I dare say, if you would have said we're still going to be really um, with minimal people at Mass and wearing masks and social distancing at the beginning of Lent 2021. Yeah. I would have said, no way. I just don't believe it. You know, maybe it's good. We can't always see far ahead. Yeah. But we have to be people of hope. And the rainbow represents hope. It, it represents the covenant. If you see a rainbow, God is saying to Noah, remember, I have not forgotten my people. And so we walk through the desert. We are into this period of repenting because the kingdom of God is at hand. Repentance sounds hard, but the kingdom of God sounds grand. So it's like both, it's not either or, but both and. We are celebrating all during Lent that this is a season of hope and promise. Is that not cool? You're supposed to say that's cool, Father Herb. Father Herb, I think that's really cool. That's good. Next time you're going to get the coffee. <laughs> hey, um, before we run out of time today, I do want to plug a couple of things that we're doing during Lent this year that people can uh, either listen to or subscribe to to kind of help them during their prayer time or spiritual renewal during the Please do. season. So the first one, you are doing a Sunday gospel reflection, just a series of questions that are going to go out on Fridays, correct? Correct. So if you would like to receive those questions, and they're just for self-reflection, you know, just for you to, to take a listen to, 
uh, you are welcome to subscribe to that. If you go to 23.church, you'll see a card there, uh, and you just fill out your email address and your name on that, and basically it's just going to add you into a group on Flocknote, which is our email system, and then Father Herb will... You'll get it on Monday, uh, Friday morning. Send that out. And if you're really nice to him, he'll bring you a cup of coffee. Uh, and the other thing that's... <laughs> I'm, I'm not even responding on that. All right. The other thing we're doing... Um, Sister Anne Mary has agreed to do a daily 15-minute fifteen minute, um, 15 minute reflection uh, called Serenity. And what this is going to be is uh, a daily podcast, not to compete with the 23 podcast. Not that as a competition. There, that's only 15 minutes. We're 23. <laughs> uh, but anyway, you can get that at 23.church beginning. Well, it will be on Ash Wednesday, but you're listening to this afterwards. So today, my friends, you can go to 23.church. You'll see also there on the homepage a link that says Serenity. And basically, she's going to take you through the readings of each day, the daily Mass readings. Uh, she'll pick probably the Gospel or uh, maybe the first reading, and she'll just take you through maybe you know, 10 or 11 minutes of reflective material to kind of get you into contemplative prayer. And then we give you a few minutes after she speaks just to kind of continue in that prayer mode. And there's going to be really uh, inspiring, gentle music in the background. Yes. I found a track that's called Pure Serenity. Pure, Pure Serenity? Yeah. I mean, you can't get any more relaxed than that. Wow. Yeah. That, that's going to... I would probably fall asleep. I feel like you have to talk a little more like Yeah, we'll, we'll just whisper a little bit. <laughs> so anyway, you can find that at 23.church. It will be every day between Ash Wednesday and through Easter Sunday. If, if, you, if there's nothing else that people are aware of, we really are using the scriptures as um, a, a springboard into our own prayer. All right, so let's commit to a better Lent, to repenting and, and having hope. Hope and finding the rainbow connection somewhere over the rainbow. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. All right, friends, we'll see you.